All right, all right, all right. I hate to cut off good conversation, but I have lots of kids who want to share this morning, which I think is awesome. So go ahead and have a seat. Hey, how many of you met somebody new this morning? Oh, that's wonderful. That is absolutely wonderful. All right, so uh, these kiddos that are here, first of all, let's give them a big hand. They're going to introduce themselves and, and share one thing they'd like to change or get better at. My name is Addie, and I want to get better at reading. My name is Julia, and I want to get better at practicing piano. My name is Sophia, and I want to get better at not talking when I'm not supposed to at school. Where are we supposed to go? Go back to school. My name is Ivy, and I want to make better world peace. My name is Reese, and I want to be better at art. My name is Mercedes, and I want to get better at reading. My name is Piper, and I want to get better at ballet. My name is Violet, and I want to be better at reading. Awesome. Let's give a big hand. Those are all good. World peace, not talking while others are talking, right? And everything in between. So here's my question this morning. How many of you want to get better at something in the year? You want to change something? Here's my question, though, this morning. Why do you want to change? Why do you want to change? How do you change? What is that change going to look like? So I want to take a few minutes this morning. We've got the kids in here, which is awesome. Every now and then, if you're new with us, we'll bring the kids in. So the message is a little bit shorter. Don't give me an amen on that. There'll be some some scriptures that I reference that I won't have time to fully dive into. Okay, so there could be some things you want to do uh, as you go. But... uh, I want to share a few things this morning, and also kids know that you've got some uh, note-taking guides, you've got a word search that's got our key verse. Uh, We don't just tolerate our kids, we love our kids being with us, amen? And we care about these little kiddos growing up and following Jesus. And, And this is just like deep on my heart, I want them to look back at their time at community church and say, you know what, we have a church family that they absolutely loved us. And even when we grow up and we're teenagers and we get a little prickly and maybe do some things, that they love us through it all. Amen? Amen. That's the kind of church we want to be. All right, that's a whole other sermon, but uh, just know that that's, uh, that's from our heart. So I want to take you this morning to a passage from the Apostle Paul where he's going to talk to us about the change process. And how we change from the inside out. Now, quick background. I'm going to take you to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. And a little bit of context here. But Paul started this church at Corinth. Corinth had lots of problems. Lots of uh, quests for fame and power and pleasure and notoriety and all these things. Nothing like our world today. And Paul 
wrote to the church and said, hey, look, you all need to make some changes. And some of them changed, some of it didn't. He made a, uh, what he called a painful visit, spoke the truth in love, and basically said to the church, hey, I love you too much to see you stay where you are. That was his posture. And then he's going to give them some words of instruction on change. So I want to share this brief passage with you this morning, and then uh, we'll talk about how we change from the inside out. So if the kiddos get a little restless, no problem. All right? Here we go. Uh, this is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 15. I'm reading from the uh, New Living Translation. A little bit easier for our kiddos this morning. This is Jesus is the he here. He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ, who died and was raised for them. So we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view. How differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. Now, this passage is going to set the foundation for us this morning. It's going to be our anchor as we think about how, and in particular, why we should change. And I love what Pam said talking about this upcoming opportunity, uh, about how sometimes we disconnect God from any change we want to do. Part of what I want you to hear this morning is that God is in the middle of it all. There's no detail about our lives that God does not care about it. There's no change in our lives that God isn't interested in. That's a fundamental truth. He is with us, and we are to live out of that identity. So let's look at what, uh, what Paul has for us this morning. Figured it was uh, New Year's Day. We might need a little visual help maybe wake us up a little bit, think about this process of change, all right? So I want to start with this idea of identity. Paul says, if you are in Christ or if you belong to Christ, you are a new creation. That's who you are. You belong to Jesus. I want to talk about that identity for just a moment. I'm going to quickly refer to some other passages, but the idea is that you have an identity. If you've put your faith and your trust in Christ, that doesn't mean you have it all figured out. That doesn't mean you still don't have questions. You don't have pushback. You don't have wonders. But you said, I'm going to take a step towards Jesus. I'm going to follow Jesus. I can't save myself. You have an identity that is in Christ. At the beginning of our verse, he died so that you might have that relationship with him. That's what the cross is about. That he died, he paid the penalty for our sins, and we are now reconciled to Christ. That is our fundamental 
identity. You might have all kinds of identities. You may be an artist, you may be a piano player, you may be a ballet dancer, you may be a member of a family, but as followers of Jesus, our primary, our fundamental identity, who we are, is in Christ. We belong to Jesus. Amen? That's a beautiful thing. Now, part of that identity, Paul tells us in Romans 8 that you are a child of God. You are a child of God. Paul will tell us in Philippians that our true citizenship is in heaven. We are given these promises. Jesus himself will tell us in Matthew 28 that we are to be disciples. Not only that, but we are to be disciple makers. So our identity is in Christ. Part of this, though, is we are also in a battle. We are in a spiritual battle. And that battle is at the level of our identity. The battle is at the the strengths of the different attachments we might have in this world. And what Paul's going to always teach us is that change begins with who we are in Christ. When we talk about the reason for change and the resources for change, it all goes back to who we are in Christ. And I said we for a reason, because we are in community. When we are children of God, we are brothers and sisters in Christ. That is our fundamental identity. That's the who. Now, Paul will tell us this. Paul's going to say, look, out of that identity, you are to have a new life. There are particular outcomes, particular ways we are to live our lives. Paul will say things like, you're to to put on these behaviors and put off other behaviors. We are to love God with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength and love our neighbors as ourselves. There is an outcome, there is a behavior, there are things that we can see about what we are doing in this world. If you had a video camera follow you around, kind of like my grandchildren, that's a whole nother story. I, I, no discipline in not talking about them this morning, but they are the cutest ever. They're interacting. Uh, my 18-month-old, uh, she needs to work on being more gentle with the one-week-old. That's I'm not sure she can quite grasp this message, but we all have outcomes, we have behaviors that we are trying to change. I love Sophia saying, uh, hey, I need to work on not talking when others are talking. (laughs) If I just try hard to do that, it doesn't always work. How do I actually become the type of person, how do I get underneath that behavior and really begin to change from the inside out. That's what Paul's after. So there are outcomes, 
There's a why, there's a who, this is the what that we are trying to change. But in between these two, sandwiched in between these, are what we would call habits. Habits. Anybody working on habits this year? Okay. Just read a book, great book, a friend of mine got it for me, called Atomic Habits. It sold like 10 million copies. I just got an email saying it just hit the 10 million mark. We are obsessed with change as a culture. We just are. That's what we're, that's kind of in our just cultural DNA here a little bit. But how do we actually change? We're interested in changing our habits. Well, whenever I read one of these, these new books, and it's, it's great, it's helpful, it's all these things, but in some ways, uh, and, and one of our members has got a PhD in uh, psychology and follows Jesus and, and integrates it all in a beautiful way, and she said, you know, a lot of times we see the science catching up with God's Word. <laughs> and there are things about the way we are wired, the things that, uh, how we change that have been around long before books have been written about habits and change. And one of the things the Bible teaches us, and Paul in particular, is that we have habits that help us change. I can't simply try harder and change. There are habits, there are daily practices that can help us change. And I want to take you just a very quickly to this verse in uh, 1 Timothy 4, 7 through 8. Paul says this, he says, do not waste time arguing over godless ideas and old wives' tales. Instead, train yourself to be godly. Physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better, promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. So there is a habit, there is a training process that we are invited to participate in as followers of Jesus. So in this, we have a process of changing that goes from the inside out, that begins with who I am in Christ, that we belong to Jesus that we have the Holy Spirit, that we are brothers and sisters in Christ. We are, we are citizens of heaven. That is fundamentally who we are. We have a training process that we can go through, and then we have particular outcomes, particular pursuits, particular ways that my change behavior, your change behavior, our change behavior actually can be seen by others. So in this habit space, what do habits do? They reinforce our identity. They reinforce our identity. And they also remove barriers that keep us from changing. Let's talk about a couple habits and then we'll wrap it up. Let's talk about the habit of prayer. That's a critical habit. When I pray, what I'm saying to God is, I'm going to worship you. 
that I actually believe that you hear my prayers and that you can change me from the inside out. I actually believe that you created the universe and you intervene in the world. I actually believe that. One of the habits, Pam talked about it a little bit, and we, we believe this as a church, is we are to be in community. Whether it's in small groups, it's being part of classes, it's, it's coming here on Sunday morning, it's, it's getting together with friends who are followers of Jesus. But that is a habit, that is a discipline, that is a practice. And I want to talk about one more, though, this morning, and I want that to be our practical focus as we start the new year. And that's the habit of being a student of God's Word. I want you to hear that this morning. To be a student of God's Word. What does that mean? That means I am a learner. That I actually believe that God's Word is inspired that it is God-breathed, and it can change me from the inside out. Now, how many of you have started the the, the new year in the past with good intentions about being a student of God's Word? And then something happens around the Super Bowl, I don't know, something, you know, a few weeks from now, and you kind of get off track, all right? Uh, I, I simply want to, want to invite you this morning to commit yourself to the habit of being a student of God's Word. I'm going to give you a tool here in just a second, but I want to go back to identity. If I am a follower of Jesus, if I belong to Christ... I need to think right. I need to think the way Jesus wants me to think. There's a whole other sermon on Romans 12 in that. Not to be conformed to the pattern of this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. But I I need to understand who Jesus is. I need to understand how Jesus fulfilled the whole thing of the Old Testament. All these truths matter. So I want us all, as we enter into the new year, to commit to being a student of God's Word. Now, every week I give you a little prayer card. i got a prayer for you to start the new year. But on the back, there's a place where you can go to get some different reading plans. All right? Now, some people played school well. Some people have a great background. Some people don't. Some people it's a little bit more difficult. Wherever you are... I want you to take a step this year, dive into the Word, get a plan, get some people who can say, hey, we're going to be in this together. Hey, how are you doing? All right, get get a place at home or at work or whatever, get a little routine going so that you can become more of a student of God's Word. Amen? So, simple challenge Again, uh, I've I've given you a few things to think about this morning, but what's going to be most important is tomorrow morning, this week, that you open up God's Word and begin to get this habit 
in place. Because these habits, they reinforce who we are, and they also help us respond in the moment and actually become the type of people who are loving, who don't talk when others are talking, (laughs) who share Jesus because it's naturally who we are, and we love our enemies, and we do all the things that are really, really hard. And we do it because we belong to Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your goodness to us. We thank you for your love. We thank you for the truth that we belong to you. So, Lord, wherever we are right now in our relationship with you, would you draw us nearer to yourself? And may your spirit be our guide. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Now, we're going to take a moment and we're going to come to the communion table together. Now, here's how we're going to do it. Let me give you the instructions up front. All right? Uh, Matt and Brad are going to come forward. They're going to lead us in a song about the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit changes us from the inside out. It changes what we see, how we see, and what we seek. And I want you to do this this morning. Here at Community Church, when we come to the communion table, we we believe that the table is open to all who put their faith and trust in Christ. Doesn't mean you've got it all figured out. Doesn't mean you've, you've had a perfect week, but it means you are a follower of Jesus. We want to give you a few moments this morning before you receive the elements on your own. Okay, before you do that, before you remember that on the night Jesus was betrayed, he gathered his disciples in the upper room, and after breaking the bread, he gave thanks and said, this is my body given for you. And as he said, this is my blood shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. As you remember those things, you'll do that on your own when you're ready. But I want to give you a few moments as you hear this song to reflect. Maybe it's a time to confess. Maybe it's a time to simply invite the Lord to lead you in this new year. Maybe it's a time to pray with somebody. We'll have some elders, we'll have some staff uh, who can kind of casually be off to the side who are available if you want to pray with somebody during this time. Just know that you can do that. If you want to stand up and just sing with Matt and Brad, you can do that too. But I would invite you to just be open to how the Spirit would lead us. So I'm going to pray, and then on your own, you can reflect and receive. Father, we thank you again for your goodness to us, for your love, for what you've done for us on the cross. And now we invite you, Holy Spirit, to guide us and direct us in these moments. Holy Spirit, change what we see, how we see, and what we seek. It's in your name we pray. Amen.